is episode number 83 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, I talk with John Guerra about his latest Christmas project he's done with his wife, his album Little Songs, and uh, we even got into some coffee stuff for all of our coffee friends out there. Um, But really, one of the big things we hit was just how important the uh, habit is of staying close to God and of songwriting and really how God honors us just simply reaching out and honoring Him. It's just so important for us to maintain that daily lifestyle of really just reaching to God, even when we don't necessarily feel like it. I think you'll be encouraged by this episode. Here we go with the episode number 83 of the Church Collective Podcast. Yeah, I am pretty passionate about how we use, how and why we use art in a liturgical setting to engage people's affections towards God. So it sounds like all the conversation, all the kind of topics pretty much cover that. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we just start, why don't you give a little heart uh, behind uh, your latest Christmas project? We'll start there and then just kind of see where it goes. Okay. Well, basically, um, five years ago, Valerie and I, my wife, started recording Christmas music because it was November and um, we realized that we were um, coming up on Christmas and we didn't, we just got married and we were poor and we didn't have any money for Christmas gifts. So we thought of the ingenious idea to record a Christmas song and sell it to all of our friends and family so that we can get money from them to buy Christmas gifts for them and you know the idea pretty much developed from there honestly we just made a song that year and um, everyone seemed to be into it and so the next year we made another one the next year we made another one until finally uh, four years later here we are and we we, um, I I got signed last year so that kind of changed the situation and um, we talked to our label about uh, potentially releasing the, uh, the Christmas song and like well, why don't we make it a record so we're like okay sounds great mm-hmm. and um, we did the whole thing at home and we um, we just we wanted to capture that um, just a very a very uh, warm kind of kind of cozy kind of quirky kind of intimate feeling that um you sometimes lose when you go into a big studio sure. so we we did the whole thing at home and um, it's we're so proud of it I mean whether or not um, it we, we I feel like we captured something that we're really I mean we want people to listen to it we want people to we want it to kind of get out there but ultimately we're just so proud that we uh, accomplished like something listenable for 11 songs that that we did at home yeah. Like it was just kind of a, a fun, like holy cow! Can't believe how far we come. I remember when I was doing GarageBand recordings, right? And it was just like they were atrocious to listen to. Sure, just cool how God kind of develops your talent without even really knowing what the end goal is going to be. But yeah. He sort of He has He has the ends in mind, and so it's, it's it's been fun. That's cool. Speak a little bit to um, I guess the process of writing with your wife. I know there's probably a lot of guys listening to this that are like, I wish my wife would do music with me. Like, what's what's that look like for you? <laughs> Well, for a long time it was just, um, you know, I'd be at the piano and the guitar and I'd be writing. And if I was kind of uh, working on a line, I'd sort of shout it out or sing it out while she's in the kitchen. 
or she's like in the bedroom or something and um, she would kind of give me her two cents and we that's sort of where it started like she would just she's always sort of a ghost writer on all my songs because I show her them pretty much in, in every process along the way every stage along the process and for the Christmas stuff it's it was such a light fun thing that um, especially that first year the first song was about Chicago so she uh, we sat down and just had fun with it it wasn't like a serious I think when, when people try to collaborate with their wives it's hard because their uh, their spouses aren't familiar with the form so they don't really know how to write a song and so there's a ton of pressure when you're trying to write a super serious devotional song or worship song or so that they they kind of clam up but um this was like super light it was a very easy thing for her to jump into yeah four years ago and now she's um you know she has no problem telling me when something is awful and hmm. <laughs> and piping in with a better line and um it's it's really amazing we we uh, have just learned how to collaborate on that. Yeah, level. that's cool. Was she involved with little songs too? Like, I mean, <clears throat> only in the way that I, I mentioned at first, yeah. where I would show her the songs and she'd be like, "Oh, that's cool," or "Ooh, I don't know, I don't know about that line." Or, um, and I feel like you can kind of maybe. I don't really get what you're saying there. I've never, you know, nobody's is going to know what that word means or whatever. Sure, sure, I might need to, but nothing, nothing like a. As much as she was on the Christmas album. Yeah, cool. So um, while we're on little songs too, can you speak a, speak a little bit to the heart for that and like what what kind of, what has God been doing with it, you know, over the past few months? Um, well, it's been kind of a. Uh, it hasn't been like a bang out blockbuster album, um, which you know to to some people would say it's not necessarily commercial success, um, but personally. I've I've been to concerts and I've been to worship nights and the um, comments I've been receiving back have just been extremely startling as to uh, just the impact they're having on people and I, I even had last night uh, seventy she must have been in her mid seventies at least that was that's putting it generously and she just came up to me and grabbed my hand for about five six minutes and was just telling me how much the album was meant to her and um, and she had tears in her eyes and it was just a, an amazing thing you know you I, I'm, I sow the seed of sow the seeds of the songs and sow the, the collective seed of the record and God has his own purposes in it mm. and um, the heart behind it ultimately um, I feel a calling to people's um, to, to minister to people's uh, inner life as it relates to um, just to, like inner inner life with uh, as unto the Lord, mm. so um, you know I, I do have a heart obviously for corporate worship and what we do when we're gathered as a corporate body. But um, I, I think my calling and, and where I feel like uh, I, I'm most useful, at least my songs have been most useful, is when people are driving in their car by themselves or late at night or. I even, you know, there was one church that used some of my songs as a template for, like, a Bible study mm. and used each song as sort of like, oh, we're going to listen to this and then they kind of find some passages that, you know, the songs came from. And, and to me, that, uh, you know, that may not 
sell a ton of records, but to me, it's 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 impactful and it's it's fulfilling the sure the purposes that I'm I'm uh, that God wants for me. So it's been, it's been awesome, man. It's been it's been a gift. It was yeah. a gift to even just make the album, like, and so to see it kind of continue to bear fruit has been really encouraging. Yeah, that's cool. Um, maybe talk a little bit to I think, especially in worship communities, we all. Like a lot of worship leaders, it feels like we got to we got to all get our albums out. We got to record whatever it is. You know, our EP kind of feels like a necessity. Um, and then on top of that, there seems to be like a big push for everything to be basically like corporate singable. Not that that's bad, but it sounds right. like like your album definitely has some stuff that you may not necessarily bring in with your church and have everybody singing it out. But it still has power. Like you said, it's still impacting people. Um, yeah. Do you have any encouragement for the songwriter who maybe feels like the stuff he's writing isn't corporate and he's maybe beating himself up over that? Oh man! Well, um, stop beating yourself up first. <laughs> I think um, there is a lot of pressure in kind of the evangelical church world and the worship world, especially. We're all musicians. We're all um, many of us are songwriters. We all kind of grew up listening to some of the same stuff, and um, and it's it, it it can be tempting to to see the more um, the bright, the sexy. The, uh, the kind of big 3,000 person chorus on every worship record somehow <laughs> there's always this huge chorus of people singing along and it can be tempting to, to really strive after that um, but I guess my encouragement would just be um, find find your your sense of um, calling with music and with songwriting with the Lord first and um, you, you can't fake it with God like when you're sitting there and you're um, in prayer or you're just kind of studying and uh, and you, you pour your heart out to him and you, you bring him sort of these wants and the, these desires and maybe kind of the future there's really no uh, there's no posturing in that in that moment when you're in sort of that secret quiet place yeah and to me that's been the most um, calibrating time because in that time I'm not thinking about um, well e- even if I am thinking about um, oh man what what is do I think is going to sell more or what is my record label going to be impressed with that, that stuff so quickly fades away in light of just um, honestly just sitting with him and being like you knew me when I was 12 years old and I just picked up a guitar you knew me when I was 16 years old and I was you know just playing backup guitar in the worship band and I, and I just wanted the um, I just wanted the, the worship set to go on because I loved it so much like Lord you're the one who put this flame in my heart what, what do you what is the end to this what would you have me do and these songs that I'm writing it seems that um, you know maybe you just bring them to God like they don't seem to be corporate but is, is there still a use corporate yeah. Is it, is it maybe in special music? Is it maybe I just do a simple EP that doesn't sound like a huge corporate worship record, but that maybe, you know, um, blesses however many people are in my congregation in their in their quiet time? Or maybe there is, like, some kind of um, small group Bible study or something that, that we uh, compile along with the songs. There's, there's never, I think when God gives people the um, desire to write... Um, I think there's always a purpose to it. I don't. I don't think there's even if it's even if it's just to spend time with you, the songwriter, and to kind of cultivate some kind of closeness in the creative process. 
there's no, it is never for naught. Right. Um, and the worst thing that we can do is compare ourselves because that that kind of thinking doesn't doesn't water the the seed that God planted. It's it dries up the ground and it makes you feel bad about yourself. It makes you compare yourself and makes you feel um you know, oh my church isn't big enough or my people aren't um, they don't they don't like to worship enough because they don't sound like what these records sound like or my pastor doesn't get it because he's not supportive. That's that's all that kind of uh, just negativity that's really that, that's not God focused I think it's from the pit of hell because it's um, it only tears down it doesn't build up and it doesn't give you um, it doesn't give you a love for your people and doesn't give you a love for God and, uh, and ultimately it's it's very unproductive could you speak a, maybe a little bit to let's let's keep going down your your personal relationship with God? What does that look like on like a practical daily basis for you with touring and with everything you got going on? Like how do you how do you make sure you're you're staying close with God in the midst of all all of the busyness? Um, it's hard, man. It's that's that's probably the biggest thing I struggle with when I'm on the road is um, ultimately the discipline of being close to him there's these it, it seems that the moments of closeness on the road are, are more fugitive than anything else yeah um but it's i guess it's just like any other time in your life you try to make time for prayer make time for um ideally scripture study because i love studying i love opening up a commentary and journaling and just trying to get to you know an extra layer of what the text is saying but even at this point, if I can just pick up, pick up the Bible and go through um, passages on a regular basis, yeah. to me that's that's kind of a life source sure. um, for me. And uh, yeah, it's it's just like any other time. Right. So would you say it's kind of almost like a, a habit that you have to sometimes even force yourself into, and, and then see God in it? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm a big believer in um, in formative habits, where we are creatures that um, we're creatures of habit. Human beings are made where if I um, go to the gym and I, you know, lift weights over time, I will build muscle and and I will um, develop the habit of uh, of like good form and and. I'll be able to go in and I'll be able to lift more weights over time because my, my muscles are growing. And if I practice guitar for a month, I'm going to get better at guitar. Um, if I go for a run, my lungs are going to get bigger. And I think spiritually the same principle applies if I discipline myself to, um, you know, pray for five minutes. Then slowly that five minutes will easily turn into seven minutes. And then that seven will turn into 14 and and I think it, it, it just with scripture study too you'll be able to kind of have your, your ability to focus on a thought will will lengthen and will uh, will just grow and um, that's what's been so hard is is my sense of place is gone because I live on a bus with 11 other people sure. and wake up in a new place and sometimes I don't have my own room um, and like you know we experienced this morning sometimes it's hard to find internet or cell reception so I'm just kind of like um, just have to feel stranded sometimes and but it, again it's just really the discipline of getting getting yourself 
in a routine before God. Um, easier said than done, obviously, but, but <laughs> right. I think that it, it is a habit sure. that you can develop. Yeah, so what you got 11 guys on the bus. What are you, what are you guys up to now? Um, well, right now we are uh, we're in Indianapolis, and we're, we have a thing at the Lucas Oil Stadium, which is where the Indianapolis Colts play. Um, and it's it, we're on the Matt Marr tour with this other band, I Am They. And it's kind of a chill day today, honestly. Um, nothing until tonight. Um, usually we set up merch and maybe do some meet and greets and sure. all that jazz. But today we're just... I'm in Indianapolis, and uh, I'm at a coffee shop right now, and uh, was was totally just sassed by the barista. Oh no! It was amazing. <laughs> well, it was like, it while was we're such doing such a cultural immersion experience because yeah. she looked at, I asked for a cortado, and the cortado wasn't on the menu. Oh, and she looked at me with the disdain of a thousand hipsters. <laughs> It was incredible. That's right. You got to make sure you got all the cultural and the regional nomenclature down for your coffee orders for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what I mean, is that your favorite? Like, let's talk talk coffee here. What's your what's your favorite kind of coffee stuff? You weigh into it, dude. I'm I'm obsessed all with right. uh, coffee. <laughs> so at home, my wife and I do Chemex. Yeah. And uh, so we've got the scale, we've got the grinder, we've got the kettle that uh, makes it. Right at 206, not hotter, not not uh, cooler. Just has to be right at 206, and we measure everything out. The ratios are super important. Um, I was on a bus with uh, I was at a festival recently with some guys, and I met this guy who uh, has this. This is going to sound so crazy, but he has this membership-only coffee shop in Nashville. Huh. And um, he was talking about coffee like Yoda was would talk about the Force. <laughs> he was so into it, and he made this cup of coffee. And honestly, it was the best thing I've ever had in my life. Nice. So, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to get a membership because I'm hardly in Nashville. And it's to say you have a membership to a coffee shop sounds like a, a different species of elitism. Sure. But... I, uh, I'm curious as to his method because he, he wouldn't do coffee. He only did like, he called it an immersion method. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, dude, I'm obsessed with, it's kind of a fun thing to do in each new city too. You try to find a place. Cortado is kind of my, um, it's, you know, one part espresso, one part steamed milk. Mm -hmm. And it's just. Tastes like home. Yeah, you got to find the spot. My um, our co-founder of the Church Collective, Ben. We both work at the same church, and we got Chemex and the V60s, and we both have Blue Bottle subscriptions and all that. Yeah, so we nice. every every morning we go to town on it. And so I'm always like, yeah, picking people's brains for it. That's dude, cool. isn't it so fun? Like the precision is so fun for me. Yeah, like I feel like it, it's another way to exercise the sort of like almost OCD ness <laughs> that sometimes goes into music too. Right, where it's like. Oh man, I could I can measure this out. I can taste it. I can adjust the coarseness of the grind. It's a, it's just fun. Yeah, it's cool. I have to put some links for all this wild stuff we're talking about in the show notes here, so people understand what we're talking about. But yeah, a lot of worship leaders are into coffee, though. That's cool. Totally. That's really cool. 
Um, man, so you got any encouragement for a, a new worship leader that's just just starting out, new musician, new songwriter? You know, somebody feels like maybe God's got a calling on their life more than you know just playing you know here and there at their church, but maybe they want to move into doing something like looking towards doing it professionally. You got any encouragement for them? Um, I guess my only encouragement would be um, always, always, always do it as unto the Lord, first and foremost. Do not move from that place. Um, And when you're in that place, do it as much as you possibly can. So do not not see um, any opportunity to lead if you want to be a worship leader whether it's for the kids, whether it's for the elementary school, whether it's for the main church, do not see any opportunity as wasted. Like, every, just just take it, just do it. Humbly receive it and, and, and take each opportunity as if it's from, you know, the orders have come from the throne of, of heaven. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and when it comes to writing, um, just write a ton of songs. Yeah. Just as many as you possibly can because ultimately um, what I say to people is if you write one song a week for a year you're not going to write 52 bad songs there's going to be one song that you're going to feel great about you're going to feel like that's me Um, and if there is 52 bad songs well then maybe you're not a songwriter and you've gotten that out of the way but you you will not um, effort is never wasted when it comes to art and creativity and especially when it comes to leading um, and just uh, developing your sense of uh, love for people from the you know the platform or whatever it is. I just yeah, just just do it. Yeah, be faithful. Don't, yeah. Don't, be, don't be looking and waiting for that next opportunity. Just look at what's in front of you. Be grateful that God has given you that. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review, head over to thechurchcollective.com. We want to connect with you, connect you with others. There's just so many ways to get plugged in. If you're just listening to the podcast and you're not a part of the community, we want to get you in there. It's so much fun. God bless you.